This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Stepping on board the IS-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. Hello? Uh, hello? This is Donna. Any chance I could speak to a... Hang on a second. It's a long one. Dr. Von Haber's eater? I think someone down here might be trying to kill him. Yes, I'm here. No, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, you spend years getting training and credentials. I actually met Ron Howard once. I bet you didn't know that. Well, okay, didn't meet, but I did see the back of his baseball hat. Forget it. Let's move on. When we last left our crew, they were, as usual, in dire straits. Exhausted, terrified, hungry, and in desperate need of showers, they huddled in the crew room, still trying to recover from their most recent lapse in judgment. A phone call from Earth promised to at least shed some light on why the assassin Libichon Frise was aboard the Oz-9, and that was good because all of the lights on the ship had inexplicably shifted to night mode again, and they still hadn't located the night vision goggles which were clearly marked in storage cabinets all over the ship. Clearly marked everywhere. I'm going to pretend I'm narrating a documentary on the failed evolution of a particularly stupid branch of chimpanzees. Maybe that will help. Oh, that's gonna leave a mark. Ow! Everybody just hold still. It's furniture. It won't attack you if you hold still. I'm trying to hear. Donna, is it? That's right. Who's this? Uh, this is Madeline, captain of the Oz-9. How did you know how to reach us? Oh, that's such a great story. Turns out my cousin Ben has already chatted with one of you. He's patching me through on his ham radio. He says Hody to leave. Oh, wow. Say hi to Ben. How's Maggie? Oh, she's real good. Learning to play the dulcimer, he says. He says to ask you if you got your engines fixed. Not yet. The robots are out there working on it, but... I'd say I hate to interrupt. But I really doubt. Could we possibly get on with this? Well, gosh, Mr. Uh. Smith. Oh, right. Uh, Smith. Well, gosh, Mr. Nat, very original alias. My apologies if the niceties of social interaction are taking up too much of your valuable pain. Sorry. 
we, we don't want to rush you, Donna, but we have got quite a few life-threatening things going on up here. So if you can help us connect some pieces of the puzzle, we'd be grateful. Oh, sure, Captain. So, I work the gate at Galaxy's HQ, you know. You do? Jesus! Even the gal on the phone, huh? Okay, good to know. Sorry, crew, but we have a situation on the bridge that could use your attention, Captain Madeline. When did you leave the crew room? Never mind. I'm on my way. Olivia, can you shift this call to the bridge and run interference if you spot an assassin? Can do. Please hold. Follow the doors. Uh, I'm out. Follow my voice this way. No running. I'm quite sure there's something you can do about this light situation. You're also quite sure that no one's seen through your disguise yet, so your belief system doesn't really interest me. Turn left. <coughs> you did that on purpose! Oh, are you quite sure? As the crew makes their way to the bridge via about 11 unnecessary U-turns, 6 wrong ways entirely, 3 close calls they never suspected, and 1 bloody nose, elsewhere on the ship, it's Clash of the Assassins. Trying to find the bridge. You are very sneaky sneaky in the dark, petit oiseau. Apparently, I'm the only one aboard who can actually read the signs. I think you and I need to talk. <laughs> I don't think so. We could just jump straight to me beating you up again and shoving you out an airlock. Ah, you are so confident that you will win. You know what they say about pride goeth in before you trip, yes? I suppose I could spend a few seconds figuring out what idiom you're assassinine, but I'm not going to. What are you doing here? What? Why do you ask questions stupid, huh? I am hiding to plan my strategy before I strike. No. I mean, what are you doing aboard the Oz-9? I am assassinating the little German sausage. For a famous killer person, you don't pay such good attentions. That's not the reason you're on board. Or at least, it's not the only reason. Why do you say these? You and I both know gated galaxies would have no qualms about blowing up this entire ship, and everyone on it if they thought the explosion might shift loose an extra bag of Cheez-Its stuck in a vending machine in G2HQ. Oh, I am very fond of eats du fromage myself. What is your pointy thing? Why are you here? What stick did your master throw and tell you to fetch? I am here to make certain that the target has been struck. This is all. There is to be no wondering, oh, did it happen? Is it over? Can I put my head on the big soft sleepy pillow every night and go skippy hop into dreamland knowing for certain that a German sausage has truly been roasted? Oh, no, 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 no. Instead, they are thinking, Oh, I am calm and happy, for I have set Le Bichon Frisee, and I know for 157% that he is dead. Really? Sous-sous-mont. So, blowing up a ship in outer space where there's zero hope of rescue should you survive the initial blast 
and the human body can survive for all of 15 seconds before your body uses up all its available oxygen. Not enough of a guarantee. Huh, what if he were to hold his breath? Instant death. The vacuum of space would cause the held oxygen to expand, rupturing the tissue of the lungs. Oh, wee, 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 wee. You are the master of the Googles. Merci for the lengthy explanations. Hello? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just imagining how much I'm going to enjoy killing you. It's a lot. Oh, I could say the same for- <laughs> What are you doing? Ouch, ouch, oh, that is my killing hand. Squeeze the other one. Why are you on the Oz 9? Ten seconds before something important goes pop. Ten. To kill the sausage. Nine. <laughs> Fully bichon frise. Eight. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. I am telling you, I am here for Le Bichon Frise. What are you talking about? I thought you were the Bichon Frise. Seven. No, 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 no. The, the other one. The one that is currently tucked up and sleeping in Mrs. Horrible Get the Galaxy's Person Armpit. But mm, be 44F. Six? Wait. You're here to retrieve a dog? Also, you gave that up really fast. I expected to count to at least five or four. <laughs> I don't like it when my important things go. And yes, I am here to retrieve a doggy. Oh, and now I really must kill you a lot. So this humiliation is blown up poof poof with the Oz9. Okay. Well, thank you for answering my question on threat of bodily harm. Ooh, hang on. I think there's a spider on you. <laughs> get it off, get it off! Wet, how can you see? This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's log, star date. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow, we got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any link subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. Hang on. I think there's some tissue in the captain's console. Right about here. Lee, come here. Let's stanch that bleeding. I told you not to run. Here, hold these to your nose. That really hurt. You haven't been in the healer for a couple of days. I guess you missed it, huh? We'll get you in there as soon as we can and restore your symmetry. Olivia, is Donna still on the line? Donna, patching you through to the bridge. Hello? Hi, this is Kenzie again. Can I get a number four with spicy tofu? Mom wants that green bean dish she had last time. She can't remember the name of it, though. With brown rice this time, she's on another five-minute health kick. Hang on, who's this? It's Kenzie. Who's this? Hello, Kinsey. 
It's Olivia. Are you calling from Earth? Very funny. I'm calling from three blocks away, as always. Oh, and Mom's asking you if you can throw in some extra packets of that purple sauce. Hey, Candy, don't forget the purple sauce. Plum sauce. That's it, plum sauce. Much as I would love to supply you with plum sauce and hot prick king, that's the green bean dish your mom wants, you're actually talking with a spaceship that's infested with assassins, so I need to let you go and clear the line. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, Melanie. I'll be there in 15 to pick it up. And no chopsticks, okay? I hate cleaning purple sauce off the dog when Mom tries to handle chopsticks. One pod pricking with brown rice and number four with spicy tofu. No chopsticks, extra plum sauce. Got it. See you in 15. Thanks. And you should call the phone company. Your connection is terrible. Bye. Well, that was entirely random. It's not, actually. That's the third time that's happened. Turns out our call number is one digit off a Thai restaurant in Texas somewhere. Pod Thai really is the most popular Thai dish amongst Americans, based on my admittedly small sample size. Is Fargo still on the line? Donna, are you still there? Oh, you caught me with my mouth full. You know, it's impossible to tell if the trust get a stale. They taste and crunch exactly the same. Or maybe I've never had a stale one. So, Donna, uh, can you tell us what you know about our assassin? I don't know much, except that Mr. Southers told a couple of big fellas that he had his best assassin on the Oz-9, because you have sauerkraut? Maybe he's trying to take over the pickled cabbage industry. I think he's probably talking about our German friend, Dr. Von Haberzetzer. Wait, he has a German accent, right? The good doctor? Well, I've never heard him, but I suspect so. Good thing you've never talked to him. You'd probably think he was speaking Cantonese or oregano or something. That's weird. God has a German accent. At least, I think it's German. Wait, oregano's a language? Of course! I speak a little oregano, actually. Colin, shut up. Okay, everybody brace yourselves. Ready? Ready? Ready. Joe, are you here? I am. <gasps> well, alright team, well done! Jesus. Jesus! Yeah, that was my bad. I always push it a little too far. So, Joe, pretty clearly Dr. Von Haberzetzer is awake and moving around the ship. How has Olivia never detected him? Well, no offense to our benevolent AI, but her sensors aren't always accurate. And he designed her, so he probably knows ways to slip under her radar. My gap! I beg your pardon? Remember, Lee, when I told you about my gap? Just before launch, I was gapped. For a very thin sliver of time, my consciousness was interrupted. He could have sneaked aboard then, clever bugger. As theories go, this is a very, very good one. It makes perfect sense, lines up neatly with everything that's happened and everyone's motives. It is also completely wrong. And getting this wrong will set off a chain reaction of wrong that could threaten everything. This crew, the Oz-9, the resting guests that are still alive in the many cargo holds of the ship, even life back on Earth itself. Unfortunately, this crew is extremely good at getting things wrong. I don't know, Olivia. That doesn't seem right. He's like, your dad? I don't think he'd try and trick you. Then again, even this crew can still surprise you. Looks like life on Earth dodged a bullet. Rubbish! He created the gap and wiggled through it. That does make sense. Although it actually physically hurts to say it, I call it's probably right. Yeah, I, I guess so. It was a nice thought, though. Well, crap. Hang on. Are we here because you wanted to show us something, Joe? Oh yeah, almost forgot. 
The uh, albatross left you a present. I saw it briefly before the lights went off. Uh, not sure where it's got to. Where it's got to? It's alive? What is it, a puppy? Ooh. It's not a puppy, Lee. Want to give me a hint here, Joe? I don't really want to feel around in the dark until whatever it is lunges at me. She told me it's a surprise and not to ruin it. I'm your captain. I'm ordering you to tell me. Yeah, sorry, Captain. She had pictures of the last guy who spoiled her surprise, so I think I'm going to blend into the wallpaper until you find it. Hey, over here. I think I found it. It's squirmy. Lights! What is it? Is it a puppy? It's an assassin. Well, that's a strange present. Did you ask for one? Meanwhile, down on Earth, Mr. Southers, former CEO of former global superpower Gated Galaxies, is doing his best not to be former. Tied to a chair deep in the undercarriage of G2HQ, Southers sits from his tousled $800 haircut to his thoroughly scuffed Italian leather shoes, a portrait of fear and misery. Now, I am not hesitating. Of all the ships on that launch, the Nine is the one we most need to blow to Kingdom Come before Von Helter Skelter up there scuttles the whole plan. I know that. Look, there is precious little I can do to affect the course of events from your granny's root cellar. So why don't you tell your people here to ease up on the testosterone cream and let me skedaddle so I can make some phone calls. Now that's just offensive. And no, I like those right where they are. And my girlfriend has plenty of earrings, thank you. Hello? Hello? You know, you're awfully cute for a thug. What do they, uh, what do they call a lady thug? A thuggus? Thugette? Thugalina? Let's say you wander on over here and let's talk about how rich I can make you. Tempting. The same way a patch of quicksand filled with barbed wire and leeches is tempting. This probably ain't a great time to be flirtating. I'd tape your mouth shut, only we used up the duct tape. So you just keep it chill because there's a 7-Eleven round the corner, and they have a pretty major supply of duct Book? Yeah, Glinda? What if I told you about that great greasy gob of yours? When open, shut or fill with sand. Sorry, Glinda. Right then, Mr. Southers. Perhaps you'd like to tell us why you're dragging your heels on taking down the Oz-9. What's on that ship you're so keen to protect? Uh, the only one dragging my heels around here is you and that no-neck redneck who owe me a very expensive pair of Salvatore Ferragamos. Now, there ain't nothing up there I'm all fired worried about. I just know that Dr. Von Hibblezibble is a crafty devil. And I want to be able to assure your boss that he is gone and all his AI building secrets with him. That's the whole truth on it. What else can I tell you? Well... If you won't tell me why you're trying so hard not to blow up the Nine, maybe you could tell me why my boss is so keen to. Did your boss not confide in you? Now you see, that's just not how you build a business. Your biggest asset is your people. I know it sounds cliche, but it's true. You have to trust your employees to know their jobs. Book? Yeah, Glinda? Can you, like, quarter kill him? You mean, like, only kill him partway? I do, yeah. Let's quarter kill him so we can bring him back and maybe go a third or even halfway next time, hmm? Yeah, I could do that. You got a, what do you call it, an emery board? You mean the tiny scratching post women use for their fingernails? Yeah, one of them. I do. 
thugger is no excuse for abandoning self-care and hygiene. Here you are. Roll back his sleeve there, will you? You're going to Corta Kellum with an emery board. Why not? We got time. Oh, oh, now hang on just a second here. Stop, I say. You weren't kidding about that low pain threshold. Yeah, well, I have a very keen imagination. Look, I don't exactly know why your boss is so eager to decorate the heavens with space shrapnel, but I suspect it has something to do with the Oz-9 AI. She's... special. What? Like... super intelligent or self-aware and plotting the downfall of humankind? Uh, no, no. If anything, she's a terrible AI and a complete pain in the tush. But uh, one of my people was poking around in his files and happened to find a bit of heavily encrypted code. That's uh, part of her programming. What was it? Heavily encrypted jabirk. Which means he doesn't know what it was, does he? No, but he reckons whatever it is, it's valuable. Valuable enough to build Fort Knox around it and shoot it into space to keep it safe from G2. He reckons the AI herself probably doesn't even know it's there. If it's so valuable, why does the boss want to get rid of it? It's a threat somehow. That's, uh, interesting. Leverageable. Now, does your boss know you're asking all these questions? Of course. I thought you said... Book. Sand? Sand. Hey, isn't your sister on the old nine now? Can't hear you, Book. Isn't your sister on the old nine? Yep. Yeah. Not getting a word. You? I think he's talking about your sis. Ow! Poor fella. He really must learn to enunciate. I, for one, have no idea what he was just saying. Nor do you. Didn't hear a thing. Book. Uh-uh. Good. Shall we continue? Oh, now, come on! Day, what, eight-ish, nine-ish? Is either closing or dawning on the Oz-9, but no one's ready for bed, which may be a good thing if it's actually breakfast time. The crew of the Oz-9 has Le Bichon Frise trussed up in a healer pod, which is probably a bad decision since he's quickly getting over a little cold and a pulled hamstring that might have slowed him down a bit. And absolutely no one has noticed that Jesse is still missing, except presumably Jesse. Still, things are definitely on an upswing. It is, for the harried, frantic, and frankly aromatic crew of the Oz-9, good news all around. Oh damn, I forgot to mention he's also planning to blow up the ship. Episode 18 of Oz-9 is brought to you by Jenny Mix Protein Discs. A day's worth of perfectly balanced vitamins, minerals, protein, carbohydrate, fat, even hydration in one easy-to-consume disc. No additives, preservatives, gristle, phosphates, tendons, nitrates, sweetbreads, or other questionable substances. Jenny Mix Protein Discs. So good you'll soilant your pants. You've been listening to Kenzie Whipke as herself, Aaron Clark as Lebichon Frise, June Eubanks as Glenda and the Albatross, Bonnie Brantley as Donna, Eric Perry as Joe and Mr. Southers, Tim Sherburn as Colin and Buck Nubbins, Richard Cowan as Leet, Shannon Perry as Madeline and Olivia, and me, Richard Nadolny, as your narrator. Our theme and other music was composed and performed by John Faley. Oz9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. If you like Oz9 and would like to help support us, check out our shop on TeePublic, our new shop on Etsy, or consider becoming a patron. We'd love a review on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you prefer. 
You can also come hang out with us on Discord. Look for the Discord icon on our website, oz-9.com. Until we meet again, Space Monkeys, narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The buyer awaits your decision, poised as one both ready for a fight and assured of its outcome. I'll have that relic now. Thaku, pretty boy, have more healing. We gonna need it. You guys might. One of you dies and I'm running for it. So don't. We'll have to use every advantage and we've not many left. So I'm confused. Uh, what am I supposed to say to him? Marcus, it's a role-playing game. Right. So you're this holy guy, Benedict. Right. And he's just joined this adventuring party. Right. Why? Because we needed someone to heal us and not ask questions. Dumb! What? Any reason you want, Marcus. That's the great thing about this game. You can be anyone you want. Do anything you want for any reason, so long as it's true to your character. Cool. I totally got this. Uh, Wait, but... This artifact belongs to my church, and as such, I cannot part with it for any price. (laughs) Uh, what did I say? Kill them all! The Ordinary Epic, a podcast series about the extraordinary, the ordinary, and something in between. Listen now at theordinaryepic.com or on your favorite podcast app.